Amen. Awesome. Good stuff tonight, yes? God is good and faithful to His Word. Thank you all. Awesome worship tonight. Well, last week was our Worship Wednesday. Man, that was a good night. Super duper night. And if you haven't been to those on on uh, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, you need to come and be a part of that because I'm telling you, those are, those are really a great night. It's great worship and just everything just was flowing together that night. Amen? As it, as it is tonight. Um, last Wednesday was, was the, as I said, the Worship Wednesday. And the Wednesday before or the two Wednesdays before, we had started in a series on peace, on the peace of God. And um, so I'm going to finish out this month, these last couple of Wednesdays, whatever there is left, uh, and, and minister al- continually along that line. Um, in 1993, um, a friend of mine handed me a book and and he said, "You really need to read this." I said, "Okay." So I was gonna, I opened it, I started reading it, and I thought, "I don't, I don't want to read that." <clears throat> Threw it in my in my cabinet and thought, well, "I'll read it later." Picked it up again in 1999, <clears throat> and uh, and when I did, it just literally transformed my life. It's probably. It's one of the top three reads that I have that I read at least once a year, usually twice a year, that I'll read it over and over and over and over again, get, get something else out of it all the time. I don't, I don't have a lot of books like that. I, I read a lot of books, but I don't have a lot of books that I read over and over and over again. But th- this is one of them. And there's one statement in this book, there's a lot of great statements in this book, but there's one statement in this book that has <clears throat> really been... There's certain verses of Scripture that become an anchor to your soul. They, 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 they anchor you in, in a moment when you need something spoken. You know, all Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is inspired by God, but then there's specific verses of Scripture at given times that do something to you that remain for sometimes seasons, remain for your whole life. It's like this, this statement continually comes back to me all the time and it's this peace is the proof of my victory peace is the proof of my victory whether I'm in peace or not whether I'm at a place of peace in my life in a given situation determines whether I'm really in victory or I'm still working on it or I'm still standing and working through issues or whatever, but peace is the proof of that. When I'm not at peace, then I'm not in a place of victory. And everything that we've taught on this actually supports that. And tonight I want to just I want to review a couple of scriptures and then look at some other things along this line and, and, and what this life of peace really is. 1 Timothy chapter 2 has been our first verse that we've read each night, each of these Wednesdays. 1 Peter 2, 
No, no, 1 Timothy 2. 1 Timothy 2, not Peter. It's a good chapter too. But 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1 says, Therefore I exhort first of all, first of all, first of all. Say first of all. I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It's, it's good and it's acceptable. It's what God wants for us. It's the life He intended for you and I to live is a life of peace. And peace is the proof of whether I'm victorious day to day. The peace of God is. Think about that as we read a few other verses. In John 14, and we read this last time, John chapter 14 and verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. Jesus talking to his disciples. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And this is one of the things that he said. Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus' peace, Jesus' own personal peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I want to kind of dissect this for a minute. But I want to read you again the translation that I... that I had read last time from the, from the uh, uh, which one is this? From Encyclopedia, translation of the word peace. It's an occurrence of harmony characterized by lack of violence. It's an occurrence of harmony characterized by a lack of violence, conflict behaviors, and the freedom from fear of violence. That's what peace is. That's what's acceptable in God's kingdom. That's what what God ordains. He puts a stamp of approval. That's what He wants for you. That's what He created for you is a life of peace. A life that is an occurrence of harmony characterized by a lack of violence or conflict of behaviors and the freedom from fear of violence. God intended you and I to live free from fear. We see in this passage right here, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. We read last time in Isaiah 53 where it says that the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And I say it personally, the chastisement of my peace was on Jesus. Right? And so, He went through 
He went through everything that I've ever gone through, everything that I've gone through up to today. He went through it. And everything that I will ever go through and that, every, that any human being that has ever lived or will ever live has gone through, that was on him. So, his tri- and, and, and this is before he actually went to the cross and took all that upon himself. So this is a prophetic word that he's leaving for mankind and it's for you and I today. This prophetic word is, listen, I've been through it and all of this was on me for you so you could live at peace. He said, my peace I give to you. What, what kind of peace? Peace that has been tested and tried. I give it to you. It's yours. I leave it with you. Notice what he said about, about the issues of the world as he says this. He says, I, he says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. What's the deal about the world's peace? What's the difference in the world's peace and Jesus' peace? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. And so, all around the world it is that. And so, the peace of the world has all types of conditions tied to it. It's conditional. Where the peace of God is unconditional, meaning it doesn't matter the condition you're in, it's there. That perfect peace is there for you in the midst of anything that you face, no matter what it is. Because the peace that was given to us is not the peace from the world. You can take the peace from the world and you can operate in the peace of the world that's, that the world tries to give us. Ah, everything's going to be fine. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And it ain't fine out there. But it's fine with Him. It's all fine with Him. It's been tested and tried, and it's true, and it's settled. The peace that passes your understanding is there to stand guard over your heart and mind in regards to anything that you face any day, no matter what. It's there, and it's settled, and it's intact, and all I have to do is receive it. Now, you say, all I have to do is receive it. That's what I have to do, (laughs) right? That's what I have to do is receive it in the moment. Because the moments are there. The issues are there. The world stuff is there. All the, the conflict and all the things that peace, all, the, the, the definition of peace has to do with, with the occurrence of harmony that's characterized by the lack of violence. So that means that violence is out there. And, and, and the lack of conflict in behaviors. That means that there's, there's differences of opinions, so there's conflict in behaviors, Right? And, and the freedom from the fear of violence. So that means that there's fear out there of violence or bad things happening that wants to grip our heart to keep us out of peace. But man, when the stuff is there and you're in the middle of it, 
You can receive the peace that passes what your understanding or your mind says, and that peace works for you. It's like a weapon that works on your behalf, that slices and dices every situation that you find yourself in to where you're at peace, you're calm, and as I said in the beginning, peace is the proof of whether you're victorious in a situation or the situation's overcoming you. Anybody ever been in a situation that seemed like you were being overcome by the situation? Everybody raise your hand. Okay, everybody, everybody raise two hands, right? <clears throat> yes, we've been in a number of those, right? So those situations are out there, right? And when you're not at peace, that means it's there for the taking. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this worrying. I'm going to stop this fretting right now. I can make a choice to stop this right now. Lord, I receive your peace. What happens if you say that out of your mouth? I mean, does an angel fly down and lift you up and give you cold chills and all that kind of stuff? Well, maybe. You know, maybe sometimes there's like, but most of the time it didn't. No. There's this overwhelming knowing the more you practice that and thank God for it. Lord, Right now, I'm not at peace. I ha- actually, Lord, right now, you know I got a lot of things or a number of things that I could be stirred up about and upset about and fretful about. But right now, I just thank you for the peace that was given to me from your son, Jesus. And I receive that peace right now. And I thank you that it overcomes me and, and, and it overtakes my emotions and my feelings and everything else. And that peace is standing guard over my heart and mind. And I believe right now, nothing is going to penetrate that. In the name of Jesus, peace, peace, amen? Peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that's what the lack of peace is. It's walking in fear and being constantly troubled by things that we deal with in in life and the situations that we face in life. Amen? And there's all kinds of situations. And and listen, situations aren't going to go away necessarily. I mean, you may overcome certain situations. There'll just be more situations. You'll deal with, you may overcome situations with certain people and you have the peace there, but there can be other stuff that rises up. But the peace that worked with one person or one group of people will work with the next person or the next group that is stirring up stuff or whatever, whatever the circumstance is. Because, because when you learn to receive peace, you can walk in at every minute of every day and not be disrupted. Because he said we can. Amen? Now look at a, let's look at a few verses just in regards to this. Look at Psalm 122. Peace. Peace. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. 
where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Now, I'm going to reread that passage right there after I read Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 and verse 18. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of the words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded and if so much as a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. This is when Moses had gone up to Mount Zion, to to the mountain, to to go before God and, and the presence of God. Verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than things that, than things that, that of Abel. So I read this because, because the city he's talking about is Jerusalem. He talked about the city of Jerusalem in Psalm 122, but he's talking about the city now and Zion now being the church. And so I want to read Psalm 122, and I want to bless you with this, and I want you to receive this tonight, okay? I want to, I want to bless you with this, and I want you to receive this peace that belongs to you based on the Scripture. If we're, if we're Zion... If we're the church, if we're the heavenly city, if we're the heavenly Jerusalem, okay? If, if, we, are, if we are what God once prayed for, he, he desires in 1 Timothy 2 that all men be prayed for. And, and, and another passage that says, and especially those of the household of the faith, people that are connected to the house, to the church, which is the city. Now I want to read it like this. I was glad when they said, let us go into where? The house of the Lord, which is what? The church. Our feet have been standing within our gates, O Jerusalem, O heavenly city, O house of God, O church. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes, everybody say, I'm I'm a tribe, okay? My family is a tribe. Each of us are tribes, right? Some of us are bigger tribes than others, but we're tribes. Where the tribes go up, go up, 
the tribes of the Lord to the testimony of Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Have we come up tonight? Have we come into the house, into the place to give thanks for God's greatness tonight? Come on, let's just thank Him right now. Amen? Let's just begin to thank Him right now in the house. How great and awesome that our God is. We, the tribes, the people of God, have come into the house to give God praise in the house for who He is and what He's done. Praise God. Father, we thank You for it. Amen? For thrones are set there for judgment and the thrones of the house of David. Verse 6. So pray for the peace of what? Jerusalem. The church. The heavenly Jerusalem. Mount Zion. Zion, the church. The, the, the bride of Jesus Christ. Pray for the people. In other words, people, God's called us to do what? First of all, pray. For who? Everybody. 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 Today I was, today I, I was praying in the Spirit and, and uh, the Lord told me to call somebody just from years back and from the past like in, in the church here. And, um, and I called this person and, and began to talk to them and, and they were in a not good way. I mean in a really, really, really horrible way. And as I was praying in the Spirit, before I called them, I was praying for them. And as I was praying in the Spirit, and I was praying for them, it opened the door to reception in the conversation. And in the conversation, the Spirit of the Lord moved through me to bring encouragement. And I mean, I mean literally, the person was at the point of, I don't know, I mean, you could say wanting to die. And when we, when, when we got through... And, and we were through with the conversation. This person was what? Elevated. Lifted. Why? Because that's what I'm called to do. Right? I'm called to do those kind of things. I'm, I'm called to. You and I are called to do these kind of things. We're called to pray for people. He said, pray for the peace. Nothing missing. Nothing not working in people's lives. Pray for that peace to work. And, and, and to manifest in, in the lives of, of other people's lives because what it does, as I've said time and time again, it gets our focus off ourselves and gets our focus over into our calling in God. We're called to do this. Pray for the peace. Nothing missing. Nothing not working. Free from fear of violence. Free from fear of torment and those kind of things. Not the peace that the world gives, but the peace that Jesus gave us. Right? And that peace, that peace is perfected peace. It's tried and tested peace. And, and when some bad report comes and maybe something, you get a bad report about something in your physical body, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is the report of the Lord. It matters what God has already said in His Word. And, and the, the, the more that my soul is anchored in the peace of God, then it becomes more anchored in the Scriptures that I need in given times and given situations so I'm not disrupted because of how I feel or how it looks or, how, or, or what someone else said. It doesn't matter what people say. What matters is what God says is true. I want to agree and stay connected to what He has already said is so. Amen? Amen? And He said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now this is what I say to you. May you prosper. May you... Pr no, wait. That wasn't the one I wanted to say. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and may they prosper who love you. 
Those who love the church, may they prosper. But this is what I wanted to say. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity in your homes. Amen? Amen? Peace be in your walls and prosperity in your homes. Come on, begin to thank God for it now. Peace in your walls. Peace of God. Peace that's a proof of your victory. And prosperity in your homes. Prosperity in everything that you set your hand to. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing not working. No fear of violence. No fear of things in the natural realm. No matter what something looks like, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I know is true. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for that perfected peace over your people tonight. In the name of Jesus. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Father, right now, I pray over every person in this place at the sound of my voice. And I pray for your peace to rule over their heart and mind. Beyond their understanding, beyond what thoughts and things want to say or so, I thank you, Lord, that your peace is the anchor and the strength of their soul. And right now we give you praise and glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Verse 9, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Wow. Because of the house. Because our focus is on his house. Just kind of like what Jessica was saying earlier. We don't want to leave and, and neglect the house and what the house, what we all represent together. That's the house, is what, who we are. We don't want to neglect those things. We don't want to neglect the preaching and the ministry of the Word and the loving of other people and connecting with other people. We don't want to, we don't want to n- neglect those kind of things. We want to stay involved in that kind of thing because, because God said, God said, I'll seek your good. For the sake of the house, God will make sure that good follows you. Amen? That good comes on you and overtakes you in everything that you do. Amen? In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 26 and verse 1. Isaiah 26 and 1. In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. Verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Hmm? You will keep him. God will keep you in perfect peace as your mind is focused and stayed on him because he trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yahweh, the Lord is everlasting strength. Amen? 
He is everlasting strength. Perfect peace, perfect peace, perfected peace whose mind is stayed on him. Amen? In Isaiah 53, and we'll end with this. Verse 1. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. This is just about Jesus and who he was and leading up to what happened to him. As a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when, he, when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was, he didn't have to, but he chose to. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. What determines whether you're healed or not, what determines the victory over sickness or or whatever it is that you are standing for, the way that you're standing for it, is the peace. It's the peace. Because I don't care whether it's sickness, I don't care what it is, everything that comes against you in a negative way disrupts you. It disrupts you. It grabs you. It grabs your soul. I had something happen to me a while back, and it just... It just grabbed my soul. It grabbed me in, in, in the moment. And in that moment, as it grabbed my soul, I had to shake it. I had to choose to shake the thing off because, because, here's my timer. It's time to quit. <laughs> uh, because in the moment, in the moment when, that, when that, that thing grabs your soul, right? The perfect peace that's there available for me becomes real to me as I choose to receive it. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not true. Now, that thing that just happened to me, that thing that came at me like that, that's not true. That's not true. That's not God. So you base it on knowing that it's not God. Well, when you know what God's Word says, and you know that what happened to you is not true, then it has no power over you. And peace is the proof of whether you you will see the manifestation and the victory manifest itself or not. I don't know about you, but I can't live without peace. You can't live without peace. You can't exist without the peace of God. You ever thought, you, you, ever, you ever had to tell somebody something 
it was really, really, really difficult and you didn't think that they would be able to handle it. And they wouldn't without the peace of God. Things that you imagine that might happen in the future and you think, man, I just don't know how I can handle that. You can't. And with people without peace don't usually handle things. They, they, you know, sometimes they can lose their minds. Sometimes they can commit suicide as a result of some bad thing that happened in their life or whatever. Why? And it's the lack of the peace of God being manifested. I'm telling you tonight, you and I personally, we have to work out this element of peace and how the fact that it is, if you're born again, it's a part of you. It's part of your DNA as a born again Christian because it's already, he's already given it to you. It's like, it's a package deal. So the day you said, Jesus, come and live in my life, he said, perfect peace is available to you right this second. <laughs> right now, no matter what. And I'm so thankful for it. The longer I'm saved and born again, and the more things that I've had to deal with, I've had to learn about the peace of God to even new levels. But really reading this passage tonight out of Psalm 122 about Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm telling you that we're that heavenly city. We are that. Pray for the church. Pray for people. Find yourself focused on praying for the good of other people. And I'm telling you, it'll do things in your life that you never realized. Amen.